Welcome to In The Love Podcast. This is episode 91, and I am your bro host, Noah. If anything that you hear on this podcast inspires you to hopefully go out and create your own, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to start today. If you enjoy this podcast episode, please leave a like and share with friends and family. Thank you. All right, and we're live episode 91, dude. All right. I'm feeling excited. Excited? A lot of good things going on. Yeah. A lot of motivation going, pumping through my veins. That's cool. Like I'm on crack. All right. It's nice. Yeah. Congratulations, man. That's dope. That's good to hear. You know, um, it's a lot of people, it's hard to to get excited about like the shit that you're doing. Yeah. Just in general. And, um, but it's like, I think it comes because you have to do it. And I think with what you're talking about, mm-hmm. you don't have to do it. Yeah, you want to do it. Yeah, because responsibility yeah. makes everything boring. Like if your parents tell you to do something, you don't want to do it. But if you're doing it, then you'll do it. Like cleaning your room. Well, yeah, but it's responsibility. I think so So whenever somebody tell like being told what to do, uh-huh. it doesn't motivate you. Yeah. But telling yourself to do something and actually doing it. Yeah. That is kind of the hardest thing to do. But also what, what will really motivate you. Yeah. Because, like, like what you're saying, if your parents tell you to do something... You don't want to do it. There's a little defined part. But if yeah. you're telling yourself to do it, then there's that little plus part where it's yeah. like, I'm independent. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, like, I I never wanted to go to school, you know? Yeah. But uh, until I wanted to go to school. Uh-huh. And I was, I'm treating it very differently. That's how I feel, too. Yeah. Because it's like, like, without someone peering over your shoulder and telling you to do your homework... Right. And there's a little bit more of a independent, I'm doing my own stuff and getting it done aspect that you like. Yeah. Personal responsibility. Yeah. yeah Taking it's ownership. Like, it's like, I'm not enrolled in school and I don't have to be forced to go into school. Mm-hmm. I chose it as a thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. Yeah. But and it's enjoyable. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Tess is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Tess is gone and uh, very excited. You have more trunk space now? More trunk space. I'm officially in the SUV game. Well, we were talking about it last. Well, now you have a back trunk again. Yeah. So now you can't just drive in with the front of your car and then unload your groceries. You have to back up now if you really wanted to do that. Yeah, but I never... Dude, the front is kind of inconvenient. Yeah? To be honest. Yeah, I guess I could... Like, I mean, <laughs> this is what, like, Tesla people don't tell you. But um, only, like, specific things fit in the front. Like, yeah, a, backpack, like a backpack. Or a purse. Um, yeah. Or, like, for a while when I was doing workouts before uh-huh. before work, before yeah. going in the restaurant, um, I've, I fed, like, my kettlebells and a couple medicine balls yeah. and a couple jump ropes there. Yeah. But outside of that, like, your groceries, only a couple of bags. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, it's convenient, but it's not that convenient where it makes up for, like, yeah, well, know. at least you're having the same third world problems that a Lamborghini owner would have, right. or Ferrari, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, whenever I went to like Walmart or like a grocery store, I'd always see like the older people there. They go there and they get so much groceries, they're just trying to put in that front hood. Yeah, it doesn't work. I, it, I it know. Doesn't work. I just, it's, I'll just watch it, and I'm like, huh, it's interesting. It doesn't work, dude. It's, it's, I don't know. It was a good experience, man. Yeah, good experience. Have Tesla. It. Um, oh, who wouldn't want a Tesla for a small period? You exactly. had it for longer than that. I had less than a year. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought you had it for like three years. Mm-mm. Wow. Mm-mm. Huh. No, dude. I can't. I like. 
I lose interest in cars. Yeah. And but I've realized that the better car, the, the better the car it is, the more interested I'm I'm in it. Yeah, like the little bells and whistles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it actually worth it. Yeah, like, worth the fuck. I think, and also, um, I think because I got in the habit of spending more money on my car. Uh huh. Like I get it detailed every month. Yeah. Um, whereas before I would I wouldn't. Yeah. I think that kind of gives me like a different perspective as mm. well in it. Like yeah. it's like a different sense of ownership. Yeah. Um. So to make sure like the car that I have is looking like I this is the I don't want to say it's the best car that I could get. Yeah. But it's like I value what I drive in uh-huh. a way. Yeah. Um. I think it took me a while to really understand it. Like, uh-huh. cause I was just like, Oh fuck this car, you know, yeah. piece of shit. Like, mm-hmm. even though, um, it was like the only car that I had. Yeah. Like I love and hate my car at the same time. Yeah. I was driving on the road the other day uh-huh. to your place. Did yeah. I tell you about that? Uh-uh. A semi truck launched a rock in my windshield. Oh, shit. Yeah. And so now I got this giant, like half dollar size crack in it. Oh shit. And it's shaped exactly like a spider and it's symmetrical. Uh-uh. But like, I love my car yeah like the little things make it what it is yeah well i think in arizona you have to have insurance for that for your windshield yeah i i do through a state farm so my mom's like oh hundred dollars you can get a new windshield it's like i'll do that yeah yeah. it's worth it yeah car becomes a part of your character at some point it does dude but you miss the old car don't you Uh, just a little you know memories with it and yeah i think i think the hardest thing to get over is the autopilot like when i tell you that i didn't pay attention when i drove i didn't pay attention yeah it was it's because like it's useless like why would i i mean it's not that i didn't pay attention i just i guess like it it wasn't in like it wasn't where it would like tire me out you know it was very like mindful the driving became very very mindful yeah i mean mindless yeah yeah like it was so easy mm-hmm. uh it was so simple and it so that's like hard to get uh, get accustomed yeah. to like uh you know like i i haven't i, I typically wouldn't mind driving like 45 minutes anywhere now yeah. like on the highway like uh-huh. now i do because like, yeah i have to stay engaged even though like the cruise control is not the same thing dude. yeah it's uh i find cruise control to be a little bit of a pain but you know Cause you have to kick in your brakes and you're braking and then you have to restart it back. Yeah, up. well, I mean, it's better than nothing. Yeah, you know, like I, I definitely don't use it um, at all mm-hmm. now because I'm like, well, if I'm going to pay attention, I might as well just be like fully, fully engaged. Yeah. You know? um, now you have to be conscious of your gas, you're accelerating, you're braking. It's exciting, but I don't know. I, I think I treat driving as like flying. It's like it's your own vehicle. You get to do all these cool things with it. Yeah, I, I was thinking about like it's like a time machine. Yeah, think about it. Because like, you go in there, and you you leave your one place, and you wake up in the other. Yeah, or like you, well, not wake up, but like you travel through space. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> you've shown it to someone in the eighteen hundreds. It's pretty much a plane. Yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. I saw someone um, post like a driving car. A what? A driving car. A drive-in car. Yeah. What does that mean? Like a car that turns into a fucking plane, dude. Oh yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty dope. Yeah. It's and it's almost like it's not that far from actually happening. Yeah, there's a lot of different companies that do that and I think their budget's pretty realistic. So I think it's like somewhere around 100,000 or somewhere between 50 to 100. Yeah, I think it's going to be like uh Uber for planes. Yeah. But in this those smaller like for example, I I just 
I think that you're gonna be able to to Uber from here to Phoenix. Yeah, I'm at, I'd in do a that. fucking plane. I do that for like seventy five bucks. Right. Yeah. And I think I think we're getting close to that. Oh, super close. Yeah. Same Maybe thing. not seventy five dollars. But Maybe like, not. if someone else is like, I do, think you, you use Waze. Yeah. They have this new feature now where it's like carpool route. Like, if you're oh, going to this place, really? let everyone know, and then they can like go in and ride with you too, and they they'll like give you like a tip or something through the app. So I, I imagine something like that where you take your car plane, you fly over to Phoenix, and if you have an extra space or so, you offer it up and people just tip you whatever. Like, you can offer it. Well, somebody. yeah, but I th- you have to have a pilot's license. Yeah. So I think that, like, a pilot wouldn't do that for $75 an hour. Well, $75 a seat. You could probably fit three. That's what people. I'm saying. Yeah. I think, yeah, like, you you probably, like, I would do it for, like, 300 to bring up to four people. 300 for four people total? Or three people. Even three people is yeah. fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's cheaper than a plane, they'll do it. But actually, you pay more than a plane ticket because it's convenient. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you like... Don't have, yeah, because you don't have to go to the fucking airport. Yeah. Which is like the worst, dude. Oh. Nobody likes going to the airport. But yeah. I talked about this. I think I talked about it on here. What? Like, just whenever you level up, airports become a different experience. Yeah. I've, I've been talking to a lot of customers because... I, whenever I see their travel cards, I ask them about it. I was like, is this one beneficial? Like the Capital One Venture, all the Amex ones, and then the United ones. Like United sucks. Don't do that. And it's like Amex. I love them for the Delta. Mm-hmm. But like these are the people who really spend their money on the airports. Well, I, I'll I'll tell you this, man. I had a uh, six-hour layover. Yeah? What, Salt Lake City or Colorado? It was in Dallas for worse. Yeah. And then I have four big ass terminals. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I went to two lounges at two different places. The whole, um, like the ramen thing, the ramen cups and like all these little sandwiches. Yeah. yeah well, cause, cause, uh, you get access. If you have the American Express Platinum, mm-hmm. you have access to all the, all the lounges and yeah. stuff. So I did that and it wasn't that bad. And it, it made me, it made me rethink how I was like spending my travel time. Yeah. Um, into more of a like full experience versus yeah. just like the the trip starts when you land. Uh-huh. The trip starts like the night before you even leave. Yeah, you know, like when you get to the airport, like getting there early or getting there like on time, mm-hmm. it's a possibility. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, or it's like it's not a bad thing mm-hmm. because you have something to do. Yeah, some more comfortable to spend your time in, mm-hmm. and uh, you. It, like you have that availability, like those resources to do to do that. I think in the past, though, I looked at it like it was dreading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now you can you can either fully lounge, you can do work because they give you the whole cubicles and the office space and the Wi Fi and the printers and yeah, or they give you the full bar and the recliners. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. I think it's worth it. I think that's one thing like we don't think about too much is mm-hmm. like when we look at flights, you look at the cheapest. Yeah, but then you don't look at the ex- overall experience, yeah. like. You know, flying Southwest, is, I mean, I fly Southwest from time to time yeah. because they have direct flights to San Diego. Oh, okay. But the reality is that, like, you do pay, f- you get for what you pay, yeah. you know? And, like, Southwest doesn't really have first class seats or, or uh, any oh, of that stuff. Oh, it's the little tiny planes? Yeah, well, none of that, but it's just, like, so many people, like, it's, like, you don't get a assigned seating. And, like, yeah? I like assigned seating. I, you like it? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Sometimes it forces you to sit next to someone cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But even, I mean, you know, like whenever I fly by myself, mm-hmm. I like assigned seating. Yeah. Um, whenever I don't fly by, whenever I'm with Gabby, like mm-hmm. I, I like assigned seating. Yeah. 
um i don't really like the whole first come first serve type yeah. of thing i'm not the biggest fan i feel like people are a little more like on edge yeah just in general yeah i i don't like how sometimes people are really crowded in the airports and they're always running but yeah like if i'm late for my plane i'm walking yeah cause what, what are you gonna do i know because it's like if i'm late for it like they're all i'm, I'm gonna go off topic here but the pl- last four planes i was on it was all delayed by hours and hours oh really just lines of hundreds of people because <laughs> it was all during christmas time Okay. It's like flying to, uh, back to Phoenix. No. Flying to Oregon, it was all, everything was delayed by hours, and there was long lines, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm completely delayed, so I'm just going to take my time. And I always ended up being there, and it's like, everyone else was late, too, because they're not going to, like, leave without mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. And then... Oh, well, but they will, though. No, not if, like, 90% of everyone's not oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus weather, too. It's like everything was delayed by weather as well. Damn. And then, um, let's see, flying from one of the Hawaiian Islands to the other island, uh, there's like a bunch of weather stuff too, so it's delayed by like four hours, and I was just taking my time, and everyone's just running. It was the funniest thing. Yeah, I hate running, dude. Like, I hate, I hate being late. I hate yeah. rushing, dude. It like Rushing makes you kind of look less cool. Mm-hmm. It's like your confidence and your ability to get there is kind of what saves the day. <laughs> yeah. Because I was um, going through the checkout, and this day's like, can I cut you? My plane's taking off in 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, no. My plane took off 10 minutes ago. Yeah. It was yeah. like... Was, oh, that's another thing, though. Like, American Express, dude, you get TSA pre-check. Yeah. Yeah, which saves you time. Mm-hmm. I need that, because yeah. I was going through, and I was like, I was in the Portland airport, 200 people ahead of me through TSA, and I got to the airport the same time my plane was boarding. I was like, oh, I'm not making it. Damn, dude. But I still made it because. Holy, oh, because everybody was late? Yeah. Mm. It was great. Mm-mm. But I need that pre-check because there's only pre-check, three dude, people in line. It's, uh, dude, it's it's funny, man. Like, I, I, uh, the first time that I saw it, that I heard about it, yeah? I, you know, dude, I have like these, these issues where like if somebody has access to something. You want it? I want it. Yeah. Like you I want to be part of that club. Yeah, dude. I, I don't like to be, dude. I don't like to be like not in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah. or or it's like, oh. So I would like watch people, because uh, you know when I was in the military, you, you have you typically have a secret clearance. Yeah. Meaning that uh, if you show your military ID to uh-huh. the, the teller, that will add TSA pre-check to your to your account, but you yeah. have to check in, right? So one time I was running late. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't know about this benefit or perk or how yeah. it worked, really. I just kind of, I think I, it had worked for me in the past automatically because I would check in bags. Yeah. And bags for military are free. And then because of that, then I automatically got TSA pre-checked. Yeah. So, like, that's how I always did it. Yeah. Um, but then this this one time, I just had a carry-on. So, I just walked through TSA pre-check. And they're yeah. like, oh, no, like, it's not on your ticket. And I was like, yeah, but, like, here's my military ID. They were like. Oh, but it's not on your ticket, so I can't give it to you. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, but like my military ID grants me TSA project. And then the guy was like, yeah, but it has to be on your ticket, so you have to go to the teller. And yeah. dude, I like, and it was like I just looked behind me, and I had, and like, people started lining up, you know, because like I was yep. like slowing shit mm-hmm. down. And dude, it just made me feel like a piece of shit I for know. number one and the but number two i was like these motherfuckers is, are not better than me dude yeah. like there's no you're not gonna tell me that i can't be on this fucking line mm-hmm. like as if i'm not worthy of it yeah. like I, I belong over here because you didn't click a button the night yeah before. dude and so 
ever since then, I was like, man, fuck this. I'll make sure I always have it. So, yeah. um, but then whenever I got out of the military, I wanted to make sure I still had it mm-hmm. because I don't do, I don't want to wait in line. Bro. Yeah. Like I get, yeah, dude. I, I like know. waiting in line, but TSA line, something else. You go on your phone, then you have to lift up your bag, move two feet, lift up your bag, move two feet every 30 seconds. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't pack anymore. I just carry a backpack and I just leave clothes <laughs> wherever I'm going. I buy new clothes and they've lost my luggage too many times now. And it's just annoying. Damn, dude. Yeah. So you, when you go coming back from Hawaii, they lost your shit. Yeah. They lost it for three days. Okay. <laughs> they lost it for three days because uh-huh. all the things are delayed. And I thought your luggage goes with you on your flight and it does, but sometimes it goes on a different flight and that flight just happens to land like five minutes or around the same time. And then they unload it. <clears> oh, <throat> pass me that meal. But they lost my luggage going from one of the Hawaiian Islands back to Oregon. It took three days for them to get it. And then I was like, oh, I can't because I, I have a flight the next day that brings me to uh, Arizona. And they're like, oh, we'll ship it to you. And then I've, I saw a TikTok about this like days before where it's like, oh, you can get reimbursed if they lose your luggage and you can get paid for all the necessities that you need to buy. So I did that and I go out my way and I'm like, you get $25 a day to buy what you need. So I do that. And That's like, cool. I didn't know that. And they're like, oh, just email me the receipt, and then we'll reimburse you. And I should have known they would never have gotten back to me after emailing them. Really? Yeah. So you still haven't gotten your money? No, I haven't. Fuck, dude. I know. I went out of my way to bur- purposely buy $25 worth of necessities <laughs> for one day where I didn't get my luggage because they overnighted that thing. Mm-hmm. I had a small window to buy it, and I bought it. So I need a message. I'm going to be like, you guys never got back to me. This thing charged all night. I wonder if it's only because only if they don't find your luggage. It's if your luggage gets delayed, you get $25 a day. If you, oh, like, shit. Okay. If they lose your luggage completely, depending on the airline, you can get up to like $3,000. But you need to know exactly what was in there beforehand, how it's well documented and stuff Damn. like that. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. Um, and if you have medication, I think they'll reimburse you for that, too. Oh. But I need to, I, that just reminded me, I need to email that lady and get my money. Yeah, dude, what the fuck? I know. Yeah. And then Delta, they charged me for my first check bag. Same thing you're talking about. If it's not on your ticket, they won't apply it to you. Because they charged me for my first check bag, even though I'm a member. Mm-hmm. Because on my ticket, it didn't say I was a member. So. That's dumb. Yeah. So I was like, took me nine hours and four different representatives just to get my money back. Damn, dude. It's almost like, I think, I feel like they make it like, they're like they make it too hard to get your money back. Yeah, because, dude, nine hours, bro. Yeah. Holy fuck. Because it was like, I was waiting on hold for two hours and then they get through. And then I talked to him for 30 minutes, like, we need all these numbers. And I send it to him. It's like, sorry, my shift's over. I'm going to transfer you. And they never transfer me. Damn. So that's the worst. Well, dude. I hate dealing with customer service. I hate it's, it. It's, it's, it's all automated nowadays. Yeah. You got to level up. Dude. I could just get one real person. Well, you know, if you get the Mega Express Platinum, they, yeah. so you work with the person. Yeah. That's kind of like the perk yeah. of like American Express Platinum, that like you get a person. Yeah. You automatically. to you for everything? Well, not, it's not like your personal concierge, that's the plaque card, yeah. but uh, when you call the number, you press zero, you talk to somebody. Yeah. Like it doesn't, they don't fuck around too much. All right. So. I think I'll do that. I, once I get some extra money, I'm going to get it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Because I think you get like a $100 Uber credit or like Lyft 120. credit. 120 Yeah? Yeah. And you get like the check bags, you get the lounge, you get... $200, $200 towards your airline credit. Yeah? Bunch of bonus miles. I don't know. I need it. I need it. I need that lounge. Because if you're not in it, you shit on it. And I'm <laughs> shitting on it. Dude. It's the shit, man. It's, it's worth it. Yeah. If you travel... I, 
well, I don't know. I guess like I've been on, going on flights now for ten years, yeah. and if you don't travel enough, yeah, it's probably not worth it. Yeah, it's probably like if you don't go to the airport enough, yeah. you, then there's no point. I think I've but, been on like thirty airplanes, including all the layovers in the past seven months. So I think I should get it, and it's all Delta, but. Yeah, because they have access to that Delta Lounge. Yeah, because or they have um, I think they have a like Delta Amex. Yeah, they or do. Some shit. The thing is, I have the lowest card. Yeah, so you flight. can upgrade. You can upgrade it. I, I think. I, yeah, I can, think, but I like try. I like trying to weasel my way into everything. So like, if I saying. see a door, I walk in it. I well, don't care. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like, you're already in. No. Yeah, because you already have the low tier one. I have the lowest of the low. Exactly. They don't let me in anything. But I mean, I don't have it. So I'm not in the Delta game. No, Amex is paired with Delta, so you're in it. If Amex is paired with Delta, then you have to be in it too. Hmm? If Amex is paired with Delta, then you have to be in the game already. Yeah. If Okay, Amex and Delta together. Right. If you have Amex, you're in. Right. If you have Delta, you're in. Right. You have Amex. You have Delta. I have the Amex Delta, but I have the lowest of the low. All I get is a check bag. I get nothing else. Th- that's what I'm saying, though, but it's easier to level up to the next one yeah. because you're already in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like versus trying to apply for the highest mm-hmm. card <clears throat> just right now. That's the thing with American Express Delta cards. There's three tiers. There's a purple one, the silver one, and then the gold one. Gold one is what I have. It's $100 a month. Silver one is 250 and the gold one's like 690 or like 500 You can't get into the lounge with any of them. They changed that like last year. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh. I walk in there and I'm trying to weasel my way in with the third one. I'm like, I have this one. Let me uh, in. They're like, I know it wouldn't work. I know it wouldn't work. I was like, but I have these other Amex cards. <laughs> Just pulls out the everyday one, which is worth nothing. Like, I have these ones. They're like, no, you cannot Damn, come in. Damn, dude. But, you know, uh, I just, I need it. Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm going to get it. Yeah. But it's it's fun trying to push your way into something. It is. It's like trying to use an expired coupon at a grocery store. Dude. I'm going to try <laughs> to use it. I think uh, Burger King. They take expired coupons. Really? Yeah. Huh. Pretty sure their coupons don't expire, or like they'll they'll like trade they'll trade them in for for current. Yeah. Yeah. My sister has some um, coupons or like these like coupons from McDonald's from like 1998 oh. that don't have an expiration date. So I wanted to see if she could use them. Do you think they'll be worth more though, like as collectibles? Could be because it's like a limited edition thing where it's your yeah. birthday and you get this little packet of coupons. Yeah. Could be, but you know, free Big Macs and free all this stuff. Did you ever play the Monopoly at the? Yeah, I used to win a bunch of stuff. Really, you yeah. actually won? What? Well, well, I didn't do the Monopoly for McDonald's. I did the Monopoly through Safeway. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I tried that one too. Did you yeah. win on that? Yeah, one? I got maybe like forty dollars and like Safeway bucks and like a bunch of free food. Yeah, so it was like hell yeah. I, I I got a bunch of like free donuts, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like go yeah. there, grab what the thing says you won, bring it to your thing, uh, put it on the checkout thing, and show them your thing. Even if it doesn't match exactly, they'll just give it to you. Yeah, and then they'll still give you more little tickets for those things, yeah, even though you're not yeah, paying yeah. for them. Yeah, I remember the McDonald's one was was. Uh, it was rigged, actually. Oh, was you it? see that? Uh-uh. For the past like for like five years straight, one person would always win like the million dollars from the same family. Oh, for like interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. Like the sister won it, then the brother won it, then the mom won it, and they just never caught on. That's cool. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them, dude. But it was rigged. I never met anybody that actually won on the McDonald's one. People were close. People like won a dollar or two. Yeah, or or like sometimes like when you when you would tear it, you get like a free coffee or like uh, I I sometimes won some free fries. Yeah. But I never got them, and I lost it. But yeah. The amount of times 
I always knew someone who knew someone. So I'd always get weird stuff. Like I got a stack of like 40 free Chipotle things and I just never used them because I was an idiot. It's like you could get the Chipotle thing or you could get free bowl. And I never used it. I was stupid. One of my friend's dads was like a regional manager for like all of the Chipotles and like the Pacific Northwest. Uh And he had a fat stack of these Chipotle cards that were redeemable and you could use them all. And I never used them. Damn, dude. So then when the opportunity came upon me and I got the Chick-fil-A stack, all these chicken sandwiches, like 30 cards. Oh, cool. I ate 30 chicken sandwiches in nice. two days. That's awesome. Dude, what do you think of Chipotle? I like it. Dude. I like just steak, 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 yeah. no vegetables, just steak, what? guacamole. Nice. Well, Chipotle is like, they're, they, they're like the perfect bro food. Yeah. I love it, dude. Mm-hmm. They're like my favorite. Well... If I'm if I'm on a if I'm like serious, yeah. I'll go for some Chipotle. If I'm not, I'll go for something else. But Chipotle, yeah, dude, you can just stack on the meat, or you can choose your carbs, like sour cream or like the wrap. It's whatever. Yeah, dude, double steak, man. I've been saying on TikTok how to make the chicken, dude. Yeah. yeah. Oh, from Chipotle. Yeah. Or it's in the big bag, and they have to like yeah, twist yeah, yeah. with their hands. Yeah, it looks pretty easy. Yeah. I'm a, I may try it. Try I, it soon. But it's it's a good way to to. It's a good way to eat, man. You know, if I'm feeling cheap, though, I'll do the Taco Bell steak power bowl, which is pretty much the knockoff version of the Chipotle one. Really? Where it's just like a bunch of steak and some beans. And really? Yeah. I didn't know that. How much it's is it? Like $5 or $6. Okay. I think I looked it up. It's like 400 calories and like a good amount of protein. What's the, uh, do you know that the protein they use is what steak? What? what? Or oh, they use ground beef? No, you, they use like uh, steak. I, th- I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't know what's in Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, dude, Taco Bell is, it's wild. You know, they're the, the highest producing franchise per minute. Really? Yeah, so like for every minute that they're open, they make the most money. Com- even compared to McDonald's? Yep. Wow. Yeah, because everything they do, it's like, it's like they're the kings of efficiency. Yeah. Well, original. I mean, I don't know about now. This I watched a documentary on it like mm-hmm. five, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, but... It's like all the like for example like their taco shit yeah it's like the serving is already measured out perf- perfectly like and like they use like the same measurements for for different things yeah. so like uh, I don't know they just kind of make things super easy it. they streamline everything for their employees so they could just turn customers super fast mm-hmm. yeah I saw that I think I saw some of the videos of them making stuff at um talk about they use like all these different scoops and they're all measured yeah and they have like a gun that drizzles the sauce yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like one perfect squeeze is the yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, amount. yeah yeah stuff like that and it's spread amongst like shooting out three different things right yeah that's what i'm saying like everything is super super efficient yeah. where they just cut out all the bullshit yeah now they have this cool talk about ordering things like mcdonald's does where they have like a big screen in some of them oh really you can just order it there yeah dude that's awesome and i saw this video of this guy who wanted to order like 100 burritos and the player was like no don't do it don't do it <laughs> Was, oh my god i think i've seen that yeah. dude but I, I thought it was a mcdonald's one <laughs> it could or, or or something like i think uh, no i saw someone like they they placed the order and yeah. they paid for it on the kiosk and then the man like someone in the kitchen was like <laughs> furious like no you can't fucking order 200 yeah. big macs like i was like but i fucking pay for them already like no i don't give a shit <laughs> like you're not like you can't order 200 big like but i already pay for them like <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There's this guy who used to go to McDonald's and I think he'd order like a thousand nuggets and he'd just sit there and try to eat them all. Damn, dude. And he was doing it like every day. It's the oh, funniest shit. thing. <laughs> That's crazy. 
Like I used to have friends. I loved it when I had friends who worked in the fast food industry because uh-huh. they just give you so much free stuff. Yeah, in the window. Dude. They're like, yeah. here you go, free drink, free drink. Yeah, it's like I gave you all this stuff too. And it's like, man, like a, took it like a fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a Kanye line from this one Kanye song. Yeah, my dog uh, worked at Taco Bell, hooked us up, plural, fired a week later. The manager count the churros. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, nice. Damn, I never worked in fast food. Have you? No, I, I despise it because it's like you don't get tips. You're not allowed to tip people in fast food. Plus, I don't know. I think it's like twelve seventy five in Oregon for minimum wage for it, mm-hmm. and I just know it's not the type of job where I can go on my phone. Yeah, I can't multitask in that place. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you can't. <clears throat> and I looked it up. Uh, I was like, this Taco Bell's hiring, and you can get higher wage depending on what your ratings or reviews are for like customer service. But it's like you only get $10 worth of Taco Bell food to eat per meal. So I was like, no. <clears throat> you know, that's something that I factored in when I first started working as a bartender. Yeah. At the restaurant. What, free food? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, well, like, you know, if, you know, I ate the same thing every day. Yeah. But I was like, I, what's kind of the highest quality of food? Yeah. Um, that I could guarantee there's going to be like less, mm-hmm. less ingredients, you know, make yeah. sure that it's like that I could more or less track it better. Mm-hmm. And once I figured that out, I was like, well, like there's a price to it. Yeah. You know, and you factor that in uh-huh. like, makes sense. Yeah. It has to make sense. Yeah. 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 I was, um, yeah, I was, perp- I like just realized that I liked the crab noodle and the crab fried rice and I was eating it. And then I like I got it screwed over and now nobody can eat it because I said extra crab. Dang. So I guess that was a setback. But yeah. it was worth it because I think for seven or no six ounces of crab meat, it's like a twenty dollar item. So I think that six ounces costed like five dollars retail. So I was getting good crab meat each That's meal. Nice, and then dude. all the carbs from the noodles, but nice. now I can't do it anymore. Damn, dude. Yeah. Um dude, so my favorite thing to do is just so I've been I'm mean, getting back into meal prepping, yeah. you know, to make sure that I get my calories uh-huh. and the proats. Yeah. Uh, so what I've been doing is I just make like a bunch of meat. This is kind of a different way of meal prepping, but now what I've been doing is I just make a bunch of meat, like two types of meat. Yeah. So I make chicken and steak in uh-huh. bulk, and then just kind of like chopped, yeah. chopped up. Yeah. Oh, are you doing a bunch of hot sauce? Well, I have like salsa yeah. and stuff that I could use. Um, but it's seasoned really good, so I can just eat it by itself, mm-hmm. or I can make it into like a burrito, and then I have my carbs already, like rice, beans, yeah, yeah dude. And that's been better than just because I just like scoop shit out, heat it up, yeah. versus having stuff in a Tupperware already. Yeah. I um, oh, that's why you're interested in doing the chipotle steak thing, right? Yeah, yeah, or dude. the chicken thing. Yeah, I once saw a video about this guy who did meal prep, and it's like this was like not weightlifting or like meal prep this is like just to save him time uh-huh. so he made like pasta for the whole week yeah and like chicken for it yeah. he like accidentally left it out overnight and then his roommate put it in the fridge in the morning for him and he didn't realize like the roommate didn't realize how long it was sitting out and he never realized it was out in the first place so he never knew that it was bad like oh, bad shit. bad so then he like ate it throughout the whole week and i think, oh. he, like, I think he like died <laughs> but i don't know if he died i think he just like horrible stomach pain damn like, he got, like, sick dude. because of it that's crazy because it was like fermented and then it, like, it was in the fridge and he was eating that every day Ugh. for a week Ugh. i think he got a coli or like some Ugh. sort of salmon i don't oh, know man, something that's, that's rough but yeah, yeah i used to meal prep i used to meal prep but i would do it every day like my days cons- so you do it the night before literally the night yeah. before every i'll cook for the next day 
and it was just i mean i had nothing else to do really so yeah. that was kind of like my job mm-hmm. um but every day i would cook up like four chicken breasts yeah it was awful dude i'll cook four chicken breasts and i'll eat four cups of rice the next day dude yeah yeah, you know when you're cooking the chicken breast and then the skin starts to like stick or not even the skin it just starts to stick and it's like white and just i don't know if you're good at cooking chicken i'm ass at it so it always sticks to the pan well so yeah so what i did was this is like because i had to maximize my yeah. time you know so the way that i did it was um i i will go to the gym at 7 yeah p.m mm-hmm. and the gym closed at nine so i'll be home at the latest i like by like 9 15 yeah so what i would do is uh i had this like baking like two inch baking dish yeah and i'll get the four chicken breasts that were yeah. frozen throw them all in that yeah. thing and then uh get a bunch of fucking seasoning and just like cover it yeah. <laughs> cover the frozen chicken breast with seasoning mm-hmm. and everything and then um making me hungry now yeah yeah i'm getting hungry too and then i would just turn on the oven to 200 degrees yeah. i'll throw the frozen chicken in there and i'll go to the gym dude <laughs> and then i'll come back at nine like i said like 9 15 yeah. 30 i mean the, i will leave the oven on but i mean i live in yeah. an apartment you know it's like fuck it dude like <laughs> like if, if it goes it goes you know and uh and then i'll come home and like the chicken will be ready yeah it goes it goes yeah, yeah and it's dude. like using your own oven as a crock pot yeah literally yeah, yeah. Throw it in there and leave it. yeah and it was, dude it was awful bro like i mean the chicken never stuck anywhere because yeah. it, it was just baked for such a long period of time at low heat that it, would, it just it would just cook and but it, it was just that was it was just cooked yeah like <laughs> was it dry yeah absolutely so so i was i wouldn't really call it cooking i yeah. made chicken yeah you know what i'm saying like i made chicken i didn't cook it like sometimes i'd like go out and like i never go to a store the clearance meat that only has a day left before it goes bad, where it's like already kind of brown. Oh, I'd buy that. I'd buy like a steak sirloin for three dollars. I'd do that. Yeah. I'd buy like this pork shoulder for like two bucks, and I just eat the whole thing when I went home. Yeah, I I, I would do stuff like that. Um, typically though, like I just stuck to chicken breast because yeah. it was the easiest. You know, yeah. It, it granted me the most flexibility mm-hmm. overall. Like, there's a lot of nice things you can do, and it tastes good, but so much time. It's like. Pork shoulder and you're rubbing in like a mustard mix and roll it in brown sugar and season it with all this stuff. It's good, but it takes like thirty minutes. Damn, dude. Yeah. See, I, I, I wouldn't. I never really cooked, and I'm, yeah. I'm, cook, I'm learning how to cook now. But now it's half the time. Yeah. But like, dude, when when I was younger, man, I just, I just made food. Like, yeah. I made food. I was like, I eat for function, not for flavor, and I stuck to that belief for a long time. Uh-huh. So I was like, there's no. Like, there's no point. I don't really give a fuck if it tastes good or bad. Yeah. Because that's not, I'm not eating it to taste good anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just eating it because I don't want to shrink or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I was, um, this lady was like, I'm going to order this dish with the pork belly. What's pork belly? Well, um, I think it's the stomach of the pig. And she's <laughs> like, huh, so what is it? And I was like, well, if it's the stomach of the pig, I'm assuming it's going to be mainly fat. But it's like, it's like weird, you know, it's pork belly. You got to assume it's the stomach of the pig. It was just weird. Isn't that what bacon is? I think so, but Pretty I think sure. bacon's a different, it's a different like, cut. Different cut of it, yeah. Yeah, it's like shit. more fat, but I think better flavor. I don't know something weird. I think I'm pretty sure that's what bel- bacon is. It's yeah, pork belly, but just like sliced and then mm-hmm. whatever baked or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Do you find yourself uh, to have an irritable stomach when you eat undercooked meat? Like if you cook bacon and it's not like crispy, 
and it's like kind of on the raw side. Does that affect you? No. It's weird. Sometimes it affects people hard. Yeah. It well, so I just started eating meat like when I was younger. Yeah. And I think this because I grew up in like a third world country. Yeah. The meat was always like done all the way. <laughs> you yeah. know, well done. Everything uh-huh. was well done. Always everything was <laughs> yeah. well done. And then when I came to America, I started meeting people like that would eat steak differently yeah i mean like medium rare rare. medium rare and i had never seen that before Uh you know like i've always thought like cook it all the way yeah but then you know when growing up i never had never had like thick cut steak it was always thin slice and i mean Uh dude we're broke you know so like a thick cut steak never fucking occurred to me yeah and when I started getting more and more into fitness, I started looking out for myself. Like yeah. I didn't know how to cook meat that well. Yeah. So I would just make meat. I don't know how to season meat either. Yeah. So I would just make meat, but like well done. And yeah. it just started getting like really nasty. Yeah. So then that's when some people were like, Oh, you're overcooking it. Mm-hmm. Like cooking meat and raw. And then I started trying different cuts of meat. Yeah. And then, uh, I did the carnivore diet for a while. Yeah. And that's when like, I started just liking the taste of like the bloody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because the thing was third world countries, this is a guess here, but I think it's the refrigeration and when you get the meat, how long it's been since it was like cut and harvested because you'll overcook it to get rid of all those impurities or the bacteria and stuff from it. Same thing with like sushi and fish. You can eat fish raw, but it depends on how long it's been. If it's more than two days after it was cut, if it was properly stored, then it's fine. But if it's longer, then you can get sick from it. It could be. Yeah. Also a lot of the meat, it's, uh, I think this is just like, uh, the evolution of a third world country yeah. but uh, like i don't remember seeing a lot of thick cut steaks like yeah. i'm sure they were out there but we never got it yeah i think it's because they tried maximizing right exactly yeah, yeah. you want to let la- they want it to last so um, yeah but it, it was it was definitely like a learning curve did you I didn't have barbecue sauce till i was 12 or 13 yeah do you like it it's fine yeah i mean i, I didn't know so again, another thing man like uh you know it, sweets are only for dessert and like that's yeah. how i grew up yeah so like anything for example you know i've had some um like some steaks with like like a berry yeah uh marinade or whatever the yeah. fuck or like some some stuff that are like uh-huh. on the sweet side yeah i had I, I never tried it i thought uh-huh. it was like weird yeah you know but now i love it dude like i yeah. fucking love it yeah 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 gosh i feel like i was i had a perfect thing to mention but then i forgot it I'm going to think back on that. Was it anything on the third world country? No, it might have been food related. Food related. Food related. Well, I know we've covered a lot of topics here, so it could reach back on any of them. Yeah, dude. So tell me about your gym experience. Oh, man. Right, I remembered what it was in the moment you said I forgot it. So my current gym experience or my past gym experience? Oh, I remember now. Okay, what is it? I went on the keto diet for a little. Okay. Yeah. And what do you think? I think for like a two and a half week stretch. I lost weight, and then, you know, it's the whole no carbs, only, like, protein, and then you wait for your body to do the whole ketosis. Yeah, it's, it's protein and fat. Yeah. Yeah, protein and fat, not just protein. Um, Dude, I was lightheaded all the time, because really? no carbs, you have to wait for your body to actually yeah. kick into overdrive and actually do that for you. Yeah. But until then, I was, like, almost passing out every second. Really? <clears throat> yeah, because I was just down in meat. You know what's the cure for that? What? Put water in your salt. I mean, put salt in water. water. for the electrolytes? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. I did lose weight, but, you know, it got boring just eating chicken How long ago was this? This was 
Probably like a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, do you think it's sustainable? You think you could like? I think it's sustainable if you really put your time into it, and if you're not going to do anything overly strenuous, and like running, lifting, heavy lifting. Because I was doing a lot of heavy lifting at the time, mm. <clears throat> a lot of overhead stuff, and like minor contracting construction things. So I was like lifting and standing up on ladders. So I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. But like, if I was just like at home or like at an office job, yeah, I could do it. Yeah. So I look. I le- I eat pretty low carb. Yeah. Like on ge- in general. Uh-huh. Um, I don't do any like specific diets, Yeah, but I did the keto diet for a long time. And uh-huh. I carn- like I said, I mentioned the carnivore diet for a long time. Yeah. Um, the keto diet, I really enjoyed it. Like uh-huh. I, I, I mean, the one thing that I didn't like was just, it's really strict, you know, mm-hmm. like I fucking dude, I like, like sweets and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of the fake the fake sweetness. Yeah. You know, I think I struggled or not I struggled, but I've experienced I experienced the growth like a, a period of time where yeah. there was only three flavors of protein. Yeah. And uh they were all disgusting. Yeah. And I still drank every like you know what I mean? I drank a pro I did drink two protein shakes every day. Yeah. Like I went through that period of time where I kinda like try to satisfy my sweet tooth with uh-huh. some nasty shit yeah. to make up the difference and now i'm at the point where like if it's fucking dessert on the root thing i don't want yeah. like this fake shit you know yeah. what i said like the fit of my diet i just won't eat it like yeah. i'll just i'll wait till the weekend or you know mm-hmm. I, i'll wait till next month to have that one dessert and pick yeah. the fuck out you mm-hmm. know like or enjoy it or just not fucking have it those fake ones are weird yeah did you ever hear that thing about bananas you know how bananas taste differently than what the artificial like candy bananas taste yeah. like and it's because there was originally a banana that tasted like the artificial candy one. Mm. But then this whole banana disease wiped out all the bananas. And they had to cultivate a new banana and propagate it off of that. And that's what the new banana tastes like. Mm. And if another disease comes, then we're going to have to try to figure out a new banana. <laughs> you know, it's kind of, it doesn't make that much sense. but It makes sense, There dude. were bananas that tasted like the artificial bananas at one point. That's all cool. the bananas tasted like that. But then the banana disease wiped them all out. And we had to make the new banana off this one that tastes like ass. That's why our new bananas taste the way they do. Interesting. And another wave could come in. We'd have to figure out the new banana. <laughs> I'll be okay with, with not having bananas. Yeah, I would too. But if we had those bananas that taste like the artificial banana, yeah, imagine cool. that. That'd be delicious. I know. Yeah, but delicious. we can't. We can't figure it out. Huh. One day our scientists will be able to. I'm pretty sure it. we can figure it out if we really, really wanted to. Yeah. But like, I just don't think it's that much of a priority. Dude, Delegate some of the COVID research money to that. <laughs> Maybe yeah. Five million a year. We could get the old banana back. Yeah. Um, yeah, we could. I was going to tell you something. So keto diet. Yeah. Would you go back to it? Oh, well, I did it for weight loss. Now I'm trying to bulk, so I don't think I would. It was effective. It was very effective. I think I lost four pounds in maybe four weeks. But that's the thing. It doesn't seem like that much. But the thing is, I only weighed 150 pounds at the time. Mm. I think I weighed 156.7 pounds. I dropped down to like 142.5. I did that in like a three-month stretch or maybe a four-month stretch. And I stuck to it. But then I realized, oh, well, that's because that's because I was like overweight kind of. Like I wasn't like overweight, but I was like it was more chub than muscle. Okay. So I wanted to like drop down, drop down that chub to where I'm like skinny. And then work on like a clean bulk right after that. But I don't know. I, I lost the weight. I liked it. And I'd do it again if I wanted to lose weight. But now I'm trying to bulk. So What are you trying to get to now? 175. Nice, dude. Yeah. Do you say it with confidence? I like it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I could do 100. I want to do 200, but 175 realistically. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I, that's like 175 ripped. Nice. Yeah. Hell so yeah, dude. Gotta, I'm doing the MyFitnessPal and it's like, you have to eat 3,500 calories a day. I'm like... Mm-hmm. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, dude, it's like a fucking job, bro. Yeah. Um, I heard Brian Shaw 
well, so I like J Color is the one that kind of introduced me to mm-hmm. the idea of there's no such thing as overtraining, there's yeah. only under eating and under sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I kind of took that approach, and then you know, you want to eat for function, not for flavor. So yeah. I started like restructuring all my meals and, and rethinking and yeah, restructuring my approach to how I was eating. Yeah. To where I was looking at how can I get the most macronutrients or like like low I wanted to eat low volume, yeah, high calories, mm-hmm. you know, but like how do I get the most? Like how can I eat eighty grams of protein yep. per meal uh-huh. and eat a hundred grams of carbs per yep. meal? Like what does that look like? Uh-huh. And like I had to figure out like that math, dude. Yeah. But it was cool. Like yeah. it, it changed my approach like i had to like give a fuck you know Mm -hmm. and that scarred me for life and now i know i automatically know what i'm eating all the time like very conscious of it so yeah i'm glad that i'm kind of trying to i'm trying to do an in-between of a clean bulk and a dirty bulk i'm not going to sit there chugging olive oil but i'm like not going to not eat like a candy thing every once in a while or like well dude fucking eat like burgers and shit well that's what I'm, i'm i'm doing um trying to focusing on trying to maximize what i can get out of each bite so it's like all tuna oatmeal um, you so pasta is really high in calories. Yeah, so I'm gonna start doing that too. Uh, over rice, so rice is lower calories than pasta. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. Well, I think it's because rice is more natural and pasta is a more refined version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't like. I'm just telling you. Like, yeah. Uh, also, so once I get into that whole meal prep and I have the time for that, and I actually have Tupperware to use, then I'll do pasta. Yeah. But I'm not gonna leave it out. <laughs> I'm gonna be careful about that. If I roommate, leave it out, put it back in, yeah. eat it for a week. Oh, gotta be careful. Yeah, because yeah, pasta is like super high calorie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So chicken thighs. Yeah. Are high fat. High, high Olive oils high calorie too. Yeah. I think a teaspoon like eighty or forty calories. Oh shit! Like I saw the people putting it in their uh, protein shakes too. It's like olive oil is good for you, you know. But it's like I don't know about that, bro. Yeah. yeah. But you could also do like protein shakes if you do. Um, I've been drinking kefir too, just straight. You know, drinking a whole glass of it like a. Just fat and just chugging it. Do you like it? I love it. Dude, my mom makes it. Yeah, she makes it? Yeah, that's she scary. She has her like, she has. Oh, with her goats? No, dude, that's my, that's my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is the one that has goats. Yeah. My mom, she has the little, like the fungus that yeah. makes the kefir. Oh, so she's just turned her milk into that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like is. a science. It is. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a family tradition? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I guess so. You could say that, yeah, because my grandma does it, and then my mom got it from my grandma. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I can't keep them alive though. Yeah, yeah, dude. Because you, you have to, you have to wash the, like the fungus. And, yeah, yeah. Change its water. And it's kind of like that whole. Um, have you? It may get a little off topic, but have you seen like the whole thing on growing mushrooms too? It's like yeah. the, it's like the whole sterile environment. Put it in here, and they have like the little things, and the fungi grow out of the brown rice because it's the best rousing bacteria. Oh, really? You have to clean your hands every second. You have to use like isopropyl alcohol and use like little needles to inject stuff to help it grow. It's weird. No, I've so like m- my friend was telling me, it's like, I think I, I want to get into it, but yeah. I knew there was a like a thing because I know that there's coral. Like, I, I work with a guy that uh, he was into like, I guess that's fungus, but in water. Yeah. Technically, right? And they're all their living little creatures and everything. Yeah, so he had, he had this crazy, well, not crazy, but he had a pretty big tank. Mm-hmm. And he kind of built, like, a maze inside yeah. of it. And it was just, like, different corals. And 
um, he was telling me shit like that, like different lights, yeah, you know, like lighting influences them, mm-hmm. and, and and like different corals like influence each other, and they yeah. grow differently if they're next to. They they have their own moods too. You can yeah. tell when they're depressed. It's weird. Yeah, really? Yeah, they have like their own little plant brain, but it's like the most complex thing. Oh, nice! Because it's the alkalinity and the pH and the temperature and the lighting. You have to like perfectly replicate their natural environments. Oh. It's incredible. Like, it's beautiful, but it's complex. I had no idea, bro. And, like, oh, man. Like, they they des- they crave something complex. Oh. It's hard to take care of them. That's why I never went into it. That's why I just stuck to fresh water. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, dude, even plants. Plants are easier. Plants yeah, are but but plants are easier if, if you're, like, used to taking care of plants. Yeah, that's why um, on my fish tanks back home, I don't, like, I give them a little bit of fertilizer every once in a while in the tank, but... I just let the natural, you know, fish poop. They've been going crazy. I replicated like an ecosphere and the whole thing and the plants are going crazy. They like it? Yeah. No, they're... Have you you looked at like aquaponics and stuff? Yeah. I I wanted to get into that, but it's like, I don't want to do that. I just grow like bean sprouts every other week. So maybe for like non-food stuff and just for like normal trees. Yeah. Yeah. um, I... Well, that's one of the things that I was considering i was like it'll be cool to have that in my office you know because yeah. you get like a small little tank yeah you can do it with like a betta fish too right it's like you're not gonna get too much nutrients but depending on what the plant is it doesn't need that much right but that's what i was kind of thinking like lemongrass bean sprouts yeah but something that would like look instead of like a dope yeah they sell those at whole foods i think really mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe something like that yeah fish fish are fun fish are fun but they require patience yeah yeah do you have you say you have a fish tank yeah, I, I still have two back home, and it's like I've gotten them to the point where I don't have to change the water as much because there's I overloaded it on plants. I have a whole jungle worth of plants in there. Oh, so you have, like, the plants to do their, like, pH level? Yeah, like, the plants will, like, clean up the water in, like, a way. Like, I know you're not supposed to be like, oh, you don't have to change your water because there's plants, but I put, a, I put, like, 10 pounds of plants in each little 10-gallon tank. So it's like a jungle in there for them. Damn, so it's outweighing dude. the fish, and I could put in more fish because, like, the water levels are balancing out and the, what is it that's in the water? The ammonia gets completely destroyed just because of how many plants there are. Really? Yeah, so my mom just has to like put water in there and that's it. <laughs> that's cool, and dude. Then, well, they have those pools. I've seen those pools that are, uh, just like the same thing. Like yeah. all the plants and you're supposed to push some fish. Yeah. They kind of regulate the pH levels uh-huh. of the water. Yeah. And the water is now blue, it's brown. Hmm? Have you seen that? No. Uh, I forgot what it's called But it's basically where Instead of having a filter Where like input Using chlorine yeah. To regulate the pH levels In a pool In a pool yeah Wow Yeah dude Cause I could probably drink the water From my fish tank But you know I don't know I'm about not that, doing that. Yeah. I don't know about that bro You said it has ammonia And yeah. shit in there like, Well that's, that's the thing Everything has ammonia Cat poop has the highest Account of ammonia Out of everything That's yeah. why it's gross. Hoarders who have a bunch of cats Like it's deadly To be in that room Yeah Yeah and that's what they, they give you to sniff. Yeah, the ammonia like salts. Yeah. yeah, I've always wanted to have that. Really? <clears throat> Go to school when you're tired, just sniff it. When <clears throat> I was in basic training, we used to sniff hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, now that I have the adult money that I wanted, I'm going to buy some smelling salts. <laughs> you could. They have some for powerlifting. Yeah, they have the ones that are in the bottle where you don't have to like, crack yeah. it or anything. You just keep on reusing it. Mm-hmm. Would you buy that? I'd buy that, yeah. yeah. But I'm the type of person who would overdo it. So that's why I, <laughs> that's why I took baby steps and I stuck to Vicks Vapor Rub. So I get one of those little nose inhaler things. Oh, dude, you would. Yeah. <laughs> you would overdo it. Yeah. But if you think of it as like 
caffeine, but like it's better for you than caffeine, but in moderation because it it it's not bad for you in those short bursts. But if you overdo it, you're overdoing it. Because it like what well, it goes direct into the certain nervous system, something like that, or it's just like it's a very potent substance, so like it kind of like dries out the inside of your nose too. Mm. <clears throat> it's weird. There's this funny video of um, newscasters and people trying it, and like one guy was unaffected by it. And everyone in the comments was like, "Yeah, this guy definitely does coke." <laughs> Probably, dude. I never, I never tried the no salts. Surprisingly, really? <coughs> yeah, I've never tried it. It'd be fun. It's an experience. Everyone in, in my weightlifting class is like, "We're gonna go and we're gonna buy this." And then next time, the teacher's like counting our PRs. We're gonna crank it. Really? Yeah. I guess that's an appropriate time to do it. Yeah. You took weightlifting. Well, how was your weightlifting class? This was back when I was chubby. Okay. So my bench I, was 100 pounds. I haven't improved that much, but no. But like, I don't. I liked it. It was a nice class. We did a bunch of cool stuff. Showed us some forms, and everyone was like in their groups and we were like squatting. Imagine like one guy trying to make sure a class of like 25 kids was all squatting properly and doing their forms all in the right way. That's what I'm saying. Like they actually taught you shit. Yeah. Like I didn't learn anything. Like we were doing deadlifting and power cleaning and so like taught you how to do that. Yeah, and benching. Yeah, <clears throat> it was cool. But it's like. If you don't keep up with it, you're going to forget how to do it, right? Well, because, you know, I took weights Mm -hmm. once, like my senior year. Yeah. and That's what I did it too. Yeah. and uh, But I was already a student athlete. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do shit. Yeah. Because the weightlifting coach was also a track coach. And the track coach and the football coach, like, it's almost like the track coach was like, kind of scared of the football uh-huh. coach like they wouldn't fuck with each other yeah. so whenever during football season um we weren't allowed to lift because we were, we had to live with the team yeah. and that was after school so during football season like i didn't do anything i just kind of waited uh-huh. um which was kind of fucked because like I should have been in like learning about weight yeah. training and stuff like it would have been super helpful you would think that I, that's where i learned all my yeah. shit but i didn't I should learn it on my own. And then, <clears throat> but then there was like a small period of time between track or football and track. Yeah. And that's when I like lifted a little bit. Uh-huh. But then when track season started, we weren't allowed to lift, period. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. it was supposed to like tighten us up. But it was just basically like, you motherfuckers are going to get hurt. Yeah. You know, so it was like just to protect us in a way. Now that I think about it, I remembered how fun weightlifting class was because, like, sometimes you do, like, warm-ups and stuff. It's, like, dodgeball, and it's, like, oh, man, that's fun. That's cool. Oh, they don't play the normal dodgeball like they did back in the 90s, the real balls. You got to play with the real balls, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and I was just using foam balls. It's horrible. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't bounce? They kind of bounce, but imagine a styrofoam ball with, like, a little fake leather cover over it. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but you, you got to play with the real rubber ones. Yeah, Those yeah. Those ones you could actually hit someone and give them like a, like a rug burn on their face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But it's like fun to watch people like crank those things because they can actually hurt. Oh, the, the foam ones? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like if you take it and you squeeze all the air out of it and you're maximizing like the weight per like size, yeah. you can throw it like a rock. Nice. It was fun. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do a lot of, uh, so we did like some sports. Mm-hmm. One time, uh, I remember one time when it, dude, I was in middle school and no, this is an elementary school in my PE class. uh, Like we only did PE. We only had PE once a week. Mm -hmm. 
which was like super strange. It's weird. Yeah, this is in Mexico. Wait, wait. Did you say high school or middle school? I was in elementary oh, school. Oh, elementary school. We had PE one, like once a week. Yeah. For a fucking hour. Yeah? Yeah, dude. And it was like the only time that we got to like play, bro, mm-hmm. you know? But then this, like, I remember the fucking instructor, he tried to teach, like, sports. Yeah. Like, this is what baseball is. And, dude, it went really bad. Like, nobody was happy. Yeah. Like, he had so many complaints. Because it's like, imagine, this is, like, your only time to fucking go outside and run. And then you're like, you want me to learn shit? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. The way you've seen fitness and it being taught throughout the years you've learned a lot more about calories and carbs and all that stuff like they're teaching that in every health class because you have health and you have pe oh, health really? classes are teaching teaching you a lot about all these calories and muscles and all the way the muscles work it, it's amazing but they don't try to urge you to like do anything with it really and then that's awesome and then um pe it i don't know it, it's become a little bit soft it's like you're not going to go in there unless you're doing the, like, the weightlifting. Yeah. But I don't know. It's weird. Like I huh. once had a teacher like really urge me to do it. She was um the female coach for Gonzaga back in the day. So she like I was in yoga class and she failed me. She was like, <laughs> I f- I'm, I'm failing you. Well, she didn't fail me. She just wouldn't give me an A even though I was pushing myself. <laughs> but she knew that I was only doing like 80% and I wasn't doing 100 Really? Because I was in the yoga class. I was like, oh, in yoga class, like, like you're doing. In my free time, I'm just waiting for water polo season. But I'm going to stretch. I was like, okay. So I did it. It was the funniest thing. Because I was in there with one of my friends who would never be in there and another uh-huh. friend who would never be in there. And they just like accidentally signed up for it. So we were all just in there. And it was the funniest thing. Because we yeah, we'd team up on dodgeball and all these things. Nice. And like I got people to transfer in that class. But she gave me a B and not an A because she knew I wasn't pushing myself like 100%. Really? But she wouldn't do that to anyone else. <coughs> but I think she's, and she was like, I'll give you an opportunity to get an A. Just have to write me a six-paragraph essay on why you deserve it, and then you get the chance to run a five-mile in under an hour Holy to get the A. Holy fuck! So dude. I did. I was like, I need this A. Damn. I need this A. So I did it. Wrote the essay. Boom! I got the chance. Five miles in under an hour. I think I did like five and a half. Okay. It was horrible because I didn't run that much back in the day. And so then, boom, because I wasn't allowed to do the track because she was in the middle of a class, so I had to do this whole thing and run to this part of the school up and down the stairs, and so I did that like ninety-seven times. Um. And that's yeah. a lot, 97 times. Yeah, it was cool. And I got the A. <laughs> Dude, that's a lot of work, bro, for a fucking A. I it? know, but it was it was a respectful teacher. That's she crazy. wanted me to push myself. Damn, dude. That's wild. Dude, what was your GPA? Um, I think it was like 2.9 for a while. Oh, here's the thing. I missed a whole year's worth of school because of I had Why? like because there was a mixture of like a time in my life where it was like, oh, I got like expelled like twice and then I had to go to uh, online school and then I failed a bunch of stuff and then I was like out of school and then I like took me out of school because like all this like other like weird legal issues. Uh-huh. So my GPA like sank because freshman year I had like all A's and B's. Sophomore year I was only there for like 25% of the school year and then junior year was good and then at the, like the third quarter of junior year then COVID happened and then senior year was online <laughs> it was a perfect <laughs> opportunity for me to like come back like the prodigal son like I was like 2.9 GPA from like the first semester of sophomore year <clears throat> then I did all my online classes I failed those I could not <laughs> do that because it wasn't like normal online school it was like Connections Academy which is like you have to do all these online things and do all this homework and I can't do homework mm. so then junior year comes around and I'm doing great I'm like all A's and then COVID happens and it's like you don't get these A's and they don't go to your GPA. You just get a pass or a fail. Oh. So then that sucked. 
because like I had an A in anatomy and physiology in a college oh. class and I had an A in all these things in the languages. <clears throat> but now you got to pass. Yeah. You get a good job, dude. Yeah, but it doesn't go towards your GPA, so it's still a 2.9. Oh. But I think, uh, and then let's see what else. And then it's like, I failed all these classes sophomore year because I was never there for them. If you talk to your counselors at school and you like <clears throat> make it seem convincing that, oh, I never took this class or this is the air, they'll fix it. They'll take it off your thing. Yeah. So I did that. Took all those fails off of there. Nice. Took all the classes that I failed, brought my GPA up. And then senior year, I got like an A in everything. Here's the thing. I barely graduated because I needed one class and like it was a pass or a fail for that. It's like if I didn't get it, then I wouldn't graduate because normally you take like 36 credits and you need like 22 to graduate. Mm -hmm. And I was like 21 and a half. <clears throat> And then I passed. And so I think my GPA ended up like a 3.3. Damn, dude. So what the fuck were you doing during the times of 10th grade that you weren't in school? Well, it was the whole legal issues. And then I got taken out of school. And then I got expelled and put in the secondary school. <clears throat> and then um, I had to like make it up with this like other academy. And then I went back to school. And then I got expelled again. <laughs> and then I had to do this online school, which sucked. It was just me getting pulled out of school and like being expelled for like a whole school year. <laughs> but then what, you just go home and chill? What, after I was expelled? Yeah. Well, yeah, but like mixed with the legal troubles that got me expelled in the first place, I couldn't leave the house. So I was just at home. And that's when I, that's when I refined my craft with tools. <laughs> okay. So I was posted up in the garage with all my tools and uh, playing in the attic and installing floors and messing uh, with electricity. That's cool. that's so it was cool. fun. So I created a space out of my attic. Nice, dude. Yeah. Nice. So you got introduced to, like, so you had a lot of opportunities to kind of cultivate your creativity. Yeah, it was fun. It's like, yeah. I don't have to go to school. And the school I was at, no homework. Because, okay, it was like, it's a funny story. <clears throat> so I'm going to normal high school for the first quarter of the year. <clears throat> I get expelled. They send me to this one school. It was called Bridges Academy. It was like what the school district didn't know what to do with all these kids, the juveniles who got in trouble all the time and like weren't allowed to go back to their school. And then also the kids with severe mental disabilities and all these other disabilities. So like kids on the high autistic spectrum were stuck in kids who like robbed stores and like got oh, arrested shit. a million times. And it was the funniest thing because they interacted like a family, which you wouldn't expect. <clears throat> and it's like their reading levels matched too. <laughs> okay. And so it was a really nice school. <clears throat> like I got an A in everything. It was easy to participate. And, like, it was one-on-one -on -one with a teacher with only three other people in your class. Mm. So you actually got to learn, and, like, they would actually help you. And you didn't have homework. It's, like, the perfect thing for a kid with ADHD. Yeah. Like, you always have someone attentive towards you. You could always take your time with it, too. And there's no homework, because you don't, you don't do homework outside of school no, if you have ADHD. Dude. No, bro. So I was passing all that, and it was awesome. And I was getting A's and all of it. And then there's, like, okay, your time's done here, but I really wanted to stay. And then they sent me back to the normal school. And I was doing like butt cheeks there. I was doing, it was like homework and I was like, I cannot do this. And then, um, and then I got in trouble again and they didn't send me there. They just like fully expelled me. I was like, dang. So I had to do online connections Academy. This isn't like online school that they did for COVID. This is the uh -huh. online school that they did for like kids who are like are weird and wanted to be homeschooled from that. So how was that? That was horrible. <laughs> really? They had homework. They had a lot of homework. <laughs> but the thing is, then junior year was my redemption year. And I went to this whole new school, new identity and everything. A's. A's. A's across the board. Nice. And, um, yeah, it was cool. It was Did fun. you get expelled from that one? No, then COVID happened. Oh, okay. So I was like, oh, this is perfect. I'm actually liking it here. But, like, I always kept on thinking, like, what if I didn't screw up sophomore year and I'd get to be at a school with all my friends? 
Because there's the original school, and then the second school, yeah. and then the third school, and the fourth school. Technically, I went to five high schools. Damn, dude. And like, I always miss the first one. And then now that I think about it, I really wish COVID didn't happen during the second one. Because you would have made those memories. Yeah. It's like, I always got my whole high school thing stripped away from me, which yeah, kind of sucked. But it was yeah. like, first time was through my own choices. It's, but it's okay, man. Like, there's, you, you have a lot of things that you could do, though. Yeah. I mean... Like, I, I definitely understand because, like, you can't do it again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't and recreate was, yeah. that. Like, you, you'll never be at a time mm-hmm. where you'll be in that exact same position. Yeah. And I I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, like, the universe is like punching me in the balls every second. <laughs> but it's cool because, like, you're so young. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of yeah. what's dope about it. And, like, I'm young too. You know, mm-hmm. like, you have so much potential ahead of you. Which yeah. is, which is dope. Mm-hmm. Like it's exciting, but and like you're so self aware. It's like, it's like I'm gonna go back to it, but it's like I was doing good. Then I made mistakes. Then I made up for those mistakes, and then COVID happened, and I blew the opportunity to like make up for it all again. Yeah, but because of COVID, online school, the teachers didn't know what they were doing. Easy A's plus class was only one hour a day, like every other day for me, and like I streamlined some of my stuff and did a whole course and like one hour and i got the credits for it too so i blew it off then i got to work out work out for like six months straight and like spend my time doing that nice. i'd sleep in stay up late work out whenever i wanted it was nice. fun yeah i'm thankful I, for that because i lost weight yeah that's what i did yeah in covid mm-hmm. lockdown in the gym dude yeah you, you learned what to do and what you like to do in your free time and what you can do without others you know you know what's interesting that you i think you keep bringing it up and i keep forgetting to put it out but just you were kind of forced to be by yourself. Yeah. You know, I was forced to be by myself a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but I think, I think that's a really important skill as, you know, being an adult. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know how to really do that mm-hmm. and can't handle it. Yeah. Like they need somebody to always be yeah, around them and tell them what to do or mm-hmm. whatever or, but being by yourself, you can figure your shit out by yourself. Do too. you mean? Do you mean just being by yourself in normal, or you mean being by yourself and having to independently make these decisions that are like responsibilities and like? Yeah, I think getting to that point where yeah. like, if you're bored, is because of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you having fun is because of you. Yeah, and there's no, there's no alternative. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, like weird. Once you get that opportunity to really be by yourself and cut off from all friends and like all communication for months. You kind of learn yourself. Yeah. And, but I mean, it's, I think that like having, because I mean, I had that experience, uh, you know, when I was 18. Yeah. I guess you had a couple years earlier mm. than that. Right. Yeah. But uh, some people never have that. Mm. And a lot of people don't grow from that. Because I, I think that like it, it's almost like it, it makes you, I guess, like self aware of who you, like how fucked you are yeah or like where like your weak points mm-hmm. and like the things that you don't like yeah and what you do like yeah and why you like stuff uh-huh. that's another thing that a lot of people don't even know what to do yeah you know they're, they're just so caught up with they're just so reactive mm-hmm. to just a lot of things but the only reason why they don't know what to do is because they've never had the opportunity to like mm-hmm. be For by themselves to tell them to do it. yeah and like dude go fucking sit in a room Mm-hmm. And take away your phone. Like yeah. a lot of people, be like, oh well, fuck, dude. Like, what do I do? Yeah. Whether it's like, well, like, 
how long am I supposed I, I you know, mm-hmm. if it's me, I'm like, well, how long am I supposed to be here? Like, because yeah. like, you know, if it's just 20 minutes, then I could just sit down and like, I'll meditate, dude, yeah. or some shit. You know, I could do mm-hmm. that. Uh, if you're gonna be here for two hours, or like, well, like, maybe I'll work out and then yeah. I can stretch, you know, uh-huh. like, I, I, I'll figure it out. I, it, I'm okay with that. Can, can, are you somebody that could do that? What if I'm just stuck in a place? Yeah, yeah, that's when I started doing art again. Yeah, I like realized I liked it a bunch, and then I went back to school and did some art stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but see, a lot of people aren't at that point because they're just kind of told what to do, yeah. what to say. Like mm-hmm. they're or, more focused on when they're leaving and then what to do in that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like your ability to almost like be present. You know, like yeah. a lot of people don't get that. I was talking to somebody that, uh, you know, this person had kids early. Yeah, and now their kids are older, mm-hmm. and they're no longer with you know the the initial partner. Yeah. Um, when they got COVID, mm-hmm. they were like, I don't remember. Like, it's like, oh, well, you know, my kids were out of the house and I was just by myself, like mm-hmm. isolated yeah. for like, you know, the, the two, three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, it made me, like, I got to know myself for like the first time. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you're in your 30s. Yeah. Like, and I've already been through that shit, yeah. you know, when I was 18 and like, I had nobody there. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like by myself, you know, in a new city. Yeah. Like, yeah, once you once you're 18 in a new city, because that's what happened to me. Yeah, because I had to move out of town because I was practically like banned from the school district. Damn, and you had to get to start over and you get to really like choose who you want to be. Yeah, dude, like it's like it's almost like you get to you get to choose your identity. Yeah, and you know that that's it's your fault. Whatever the fuck you do, it's Uh your fault. Yeah, but I think if if you're always, for example, if you like stayed at home, uh-huh. like under you know the same roof, or maybe like went to the same school in your area or whatever, then yeah. you're stuck with that identity year mm-hmm. after year after year. You know, yeah. And maybe that identity is something that you don't want to be anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not, it's not just an identity of who you are and what you did, but it's kind of like you think not doing anything different than that identity is wrong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I'll tell you, like I had the identity that I fucking hated school. Yeah. You know, and I cared that identity for a long time, uh-huh. but I don't like, I feel like if I would have stayed in San Diego, yeah, I would have been so anti-school. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have ever gone back. Yeah. Just out of the pure, I, I would held on to that like uh-huh. idea, you know what I mean? And I would have like continued to look, in ways that will allow me to keep avoiding that, uh-huh. you know, because it was part. It would have been part of my identity, yeah, for probably forever, you know. And but uh, I think it's it was easy to let go of that. Also, it was easy to let go of the fact, like, to accept the new identity that I was just, dude, I'm a gym bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is me, and there's no way around it. Like, it was easy to recreate in a new fucking city. Yeah, you know, where like mm-hmm. nobody knew me. Like, yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like, so you were, you switched from New Mexico to here, right? Yeah. When was that? 2018. And that was when you got out of the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a whole realization and get to change your personality again then? Like change your whole, or did the one at 18 really change you the most? I think, the, well, yeah, dude. I had to, I really, it was tough, bro. That was yeah. like the hardest thing because, you know, I got a whole new identity going through military going through the military it like mm-hmm. when you want to or not it changes the way that you look at everything yeah and that was part of my identity for a little bit but uh whenever 
like but while i was in the military like i never really bought into the whole military thing yeah because i was conscious that people treated me differently outside Uh of the military so i didn't want to have that stigma Mm -hmm. i just wanted to have like i'm just a clean cut guy yeah a clean cut dude Mm -hmm. you know so that was kind of my what i kind of leaned towards yeah but i definitely had to like accept it yeah. like this was a part of me this is a part of me uh-huh. and there's certain standards that i have that i need to respect mm-hmm. because they're privileges you know like the attention to detail yeah. for example that i have or you know like the i'm on time all the time right mm-hmm. like i try to be on time all the time that's something that like the only reason why that's important to me is because yeah. I, I was in the military for so long uh-huh. and i saw how important that is yeah like and dude i had to accept it mm-hmm. i think um but i definitely like it was a, it was it was trippy man because i was i kind of didn't want to look feel or have anything associated with the military like uh-huh. when i stopped working because yeah. when i got out and then i was still in, i was working for the military uh-huh. i had to kind of uh embrace the culture and stuff yeah but and it still influenced me mm-hmm. right like i still like i still shaved every day mm-hmm. i could cut my hair short yeah. you know because i was like wow well, like I was still allowing the military to influence me. Like yeah. I, had to, I, I was dressed in a certain way, mm-hmm. and but whenever I quit my job and I started doing my own thing, I kind of refused everything and anything that yeah. had to do with the military because I was like, I'm fucking done, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm completely over it, you know. Yeah. And uh, I embraced the cannabis lifestyle, and it was mm-hmm. the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, which, like. It was almost like I was reconnecting with my 18-year-old self because I gave all that up for the military. Mm -hmm. Like, all of it, dude. You know, like, I I mean, I had what I enjoyed when I was 18. I had to give all of it up. Uh And then I was issued a new life for the next eight years. Uh Um, So I kind of wanted to get that back and see where where I'm at and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, I almost had to, like, accept both both personalities and be like all right yeah. well i'm in a new stage of life where like the characteristics that i had or the the identities in which i identify with at those points in my life mm-hmm. there was definitely good but there was also a lot of bads yeah. and I had to like literally handpick those things that for example like i picked the fact that like i i'm always on time and i, I like to have attention to detail uh-huh. and i over communicate yeah so all these things the military taught me that were great mm-hmm. but they're great in every scenario yeah. in every area of life uh-huh. as far as like shaving all the time yeah. and like dressing in a specific way and mm-hmm. being like applying uh hard discipline you know like making people feel like shit and yeah. you know like being an awful leader and stuff like that like mm-hmm. those things are not good you know, over committing to work and sac- while sacrificing your health, like th- yeah. that's another thing that I like. The military also taught me: you're always working yeah. on call twenty four seven. But like, I'm not in there. I don't mm-hmm. do that. That's why. Yeah. I don't want to follow that specifically. You know, like yeah, mm-hmm. there's within reason, but I don't want to accept that's part of my identity. That like, if you're fucking late, dude, is the end of the world, and I'm yeah. super. You know what I mean? Or like, if you miss a deadline, like it's because it no, I know that it isn't. Yeah. You know, like I know that like the issues are not. I'm not in the fucking like I'm not in the middle of the war anymore. Uh-huh. 
you know like that's way past me you know like yeah. I'm, I'm way above that now because i've been through it you know like i i did that time mm -hmm. there um so i was just like accepting the next level of the identity mm -hmm. not necessarily um like give it up or reject it or mm -hmm. if that answers your question yeah yeah but it, it took it took a lot of work though dude yeah yeah so you, you, you reshape yourself while still holding on to the things you found important yeah yeah <clears throat> which is nice it's cool because everyone's going to go through different phases in their life yeah but they just keep on grabbing the most useful thing from it well yeah but a lot of people hold on to like bad habits yeah you know mm -hmm. bad, bad habits bad. from like high school and they just yeah keep dude. it going and let it define their life yeah or or a lot of times too um i've noticed like like athletes who struggle with this yeah. is like they want to hold on to the idea that their athletics is going to get them out of trouble yeah you know because like when you're in high school for example i know have i don't know if you were in sports but like for me like it kind of gave you a little bit of leverage yeah. with the teachers because if you got in trouble and you didn't play like the school funding like yeah. at the end like in the back of their mind was affected by that mm -hmm. so it's almost like they kind of want they wanted you to play yeah they wanted you to have good grades. Uh -huh. Not not that it just kind of gave you a pass where you wouldn't get in trouble, but yeah. it, it like reduced your chance of getting in trouble. Uh -huh. And as you know, people like when you graduate and stuff, and and you, you're kind of in the real world where nobody fucking cares if you play sports or not. Mm -hmm. Really, it's like, do you pay your fucking bills? Yeah. Like, what kind of car do you drive? Like those things. A lot of people give a fuck about that mm -hmm. then so it's like a new pressure right yeah. like what kind of car do you drive where do you live like all these like status symbols uh -huh. now it's like it's like those are the things that matter those are mm -hmm. the things that technically like make you cool yeah like you being in sports nobody gives a shit yeah you know you still dress in athletic like nobody mm -hmm. cares dude. yeah you know so it's like a next like how do you evolve and and kind of take those ha have like the same platform right like how do you how do you leverage your life yeah. where you still do shit that kind of you're playing on the edge, right? Mm -hmm. And you get away with stuff. Yeah. And like, but actually progress. And uh -huh. when you get in a way, you're actually getting better, mm -hmm. you know, making more money. Like, yeah. I mean, that I, I, that's why I think people, like a lot of people should consider like a lot of sales jobs or like yeah. learning how to sell. Because uh -huh. then you you understand the game side of it, yeah. then you have fun with it. Yeah. And it's different, you mm -hmm. know, like learning to sell shit, it's it's it can be fun if you are competitive, which yeah. a lot of people are, mm -hmm. a lot of people need that. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know how to find it mm. outside of like sports, dude. Yeah. And like, or some kind of competition that, uh -huh. yeah, dude, that's fine. Like, but your body can only compete for so long. Yeah. You know, and a lot of times you compete with your body, you it, it takes a while to make money out of that. Uh -huh. You know, it takes a while to like, because you get really good at, at a game, right? And go pro and at 35. Yeah. Or like be some kind of, uh, like obstacle course racer or whatever uh -huh. you know like a professional obstacle core racer yeah but like it'll take you a while to make a shitload of money you know what i'm saying yeah. like yeah so yeah yeah it's weird i wonder how many more times you know think about how many times in your life things are going to change a bunch you're just gonna <coughs> be dropped in a new environment i think or, or do you think you're settled now you're settled to the final environment fuck no <laughs> No, but I I like don't see myself embracing a new environment anytime soon. Yeah, uh, I'm more trying to master the current environment. Yeah, yeah, I think master to move on to a new one to try to master that. Yeah, but I have to master this one. Yeah. It's like this level, you know. Yeah, like, you gotta wait till you're completely fulfilled here. 
Right, but like, like get everything that I can from it, because, dude, like, it's strange, man. It's like the like you leveling up. Uh huh. It's like different areas of the level. Yeah, you know, because understanding like different status symbol. Uh huh. Um, like for example, like home ownership. Yeah. Right. Like. This is my th- like this is my personal home, but uh-huh. it's my third like house that I bought yeah. with my credit and everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I've technically been in like the home ownership yeah. lane since I was twenty two, uh-huh. right? but now that I'm like in the suburbs, dude, yeah, you know, middle class, fancy. Mm-hmm. It's like now I'm seeing there's different levels of middle class fancy. Mm -hmm. And now I'm understanding that the previous two times that I was a homeowner, I wasn't even aware that there was levels. Uh I just thought that like I was just trying to move up into into bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I've realized that bigger is not necessarily better Uh because then you have like practicality. You have, you know, community which is like different different levels of appreciation you know they're not all necessarily monetary Mm -hmm. but i definitely i'm in the process of like mastering this level yeah you know but dude it's like i didn't grow up with in a house yeah you know like the house that i grew up in was in third world country Mm -hmm. and then uh when i was when I came to America, we lived in a condo. Yeah. So I didn't grow up with the house. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into, like, home ownership mm-hmm. that you have to know that I yeah. wouldn't have ever known if I didn't go through it, you know? But those things I'm still learning to where now it's kind of, like, different levels from the finances side of it to the logistical side of things yeah. to the family side of things to the emotional side of things to the creative side of things mm-hmm. like are different levels of creativity you know like a, like me building this office is taking me forever but yeah. for example like but because i don't have the uh the plan for it because uh-huh. to plan for it takes time yeah you know and like to realize that is like there's only 24 hours in a day yeah and um you know like creativity and that doesn't necessarily just show the fuck up mm-hmm. you know like and it's like i don't even know what i want because I, yeah. I don't even know what i like so uh-huh. like to develop the my my wants and, and don't wants like we have to learn and like what's available yeah. what, what are the possibilities i want to assess all the possibilities uh-huh. then be able to choose from those possibilities to, like all that shit takes time yeah and time takes commitment you know and, mm-hmm. and like i'm just like okay well i'm committed to other things um, there's other priorities in my commitment list yeah so then it's like all these things take a backseat but then the backseat is just full of other things yeah. you know what i'm saying that it's like they're also things that i have to learn yeah and because i'm getting older and like as mm-hmm. things grow so it's like just a bunch of shit to manage yeah you know that uh for a lot of people will become common sense because i've never lived in a home like this yeah it there's more to like it's like every time that i learn something i realize mm-hmm. how much more i don't know yeah or every time that i do something i'm like oh i could have done better mm-hmm. or like i could have done like next time I'm gonna, I, like i still think about it like okay well next time i'm gonna do this yeah like even though i built this i'm like for the next time i'm like i want it better like this yeah. is how it's gonna be better this mm-hmm. is how i can improve it yeah but it's just 
I think that it's going to take me a few years mm -hmm. to feel like I'm beginning to maximize, the, you know, like the, the, the place. Yeah. Uh, but I think eventually like I will outgrow this. Yeah. Uh, like it's probably within like, I think in 10 years, 10 years, I'll probably maybe a little bit earlier, but it'll be outgrown by then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. Mm. I think I'll, 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 10 years seems like a while. Yeah. But I mean, cause it'll take, it'll take a while for, cause you know, we have a kid soon, right? Yeah. So we have a kid in like, let's say that we have a kid in the next yearish year and yeah. a half, right? That's a year away. Uh -huh. Like, kids don't have their rooms through their, what, like four or five, mm -hmm. probably? Yeah. Or some shit? Yeah. So you're talking about six years. Uh -huh. so, uh, so you're going to be put on pause. Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, even if I have a kid and yep. the kid needs to have his own room, mm -hmm. like, how, how else can I really outgrow the place? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think... The other thing would be like maybe if Gabby like starts working from home mm -hmm. or some shit, then like the home will need like more space. But yeah. I don't foresee that like necessarily happening where we'll need more space anytime yeah. soon. Like our yard is big enough, uh -huh. you know. So like, but I think eventually it'll it will get to a point where like it's not enough. Yeah, you know that that need and uh, feeling that it's not enough. It's just, it's a drive yeah no yeah. it is yeah and being i think though like you're absolutely right but like being ready for that you yeah. know it's it's like that that's harder i think yeah being ready for the fact that you know eventually you're gonna have to yeah, eventually you're gonna want it because dude like i'm scared of wanting to expand and not being able to yeah mm -hmm. that is the worst fucking feeling yeah like, it, it's like knowing you're a fish inside of a fish tank yeah dude it's like dude like i need more uh -huh. and i can't have it that yeah. would piss me off yeah but I think I'd I think I'd be fine with that, knowing that I need more and I can't get it, than being fine in a state of under of what I currently need. Oh no, dude, absolutely. Yeah. I mean Yeah, dude. Like you knowing that you could do better or you knowing that you want more, mm -hmm. like that's fine. I mean I like me and Gabby were already looking at bigger homes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like mm -hmm. not not like that we're gonna move anytime soon, but we're not like more or less kind of developing the idea of yeah. like okay so in the event the like probably in the next two years it looks mm -hmm. like we're going to need a bigger place yeah we could already start planting the seeds to make yeah. sure that it happens that way whenever we, we can move when we want now when we have to move yeah you know so i think everyone in their own head or the way they live their life is like a little uh it's like a little percentage meter out of 100. It's like 100 is their goals, and it's whatever percentage thing they'll hit. It doesn't matter what their goals, they'll always hit like a percentage of that. Yeah. So you always have to like over set your goals, and you always hit a percentage of it. Yeah, there's a saying that says, shoot for the moon, because if you miss, you reach the stars. I always think about the one where it's reach for the stars, so if you fall, you land on a cloud. Oh, dude, nah, bro. I think that's the problem. Yeah. That's why if you go for the moon, you get the stars. Stars are pretty shiny. Yeah. Don't nobody want a cloud. Well, the cloud, <laughs> the cloud is soft and cushiony. Yeah, man. But like. Doesn't mean it's going to be like, well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess there's a better I'll take one. a star over a cloud any day. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right on that. Yeah, dude. Star who, once you line up on the moon, it's going to be weird on the moon. 
I mean, you be by yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone always. But if you land on the moon, you could do it again. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you reach on a star, you're gonna burn up. <laughs> but. But it's your own ecosystem, like your own fucking solar system. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone, depending on who the person is, most of the time will always slightly underachieve what their exact goal is, and mm-hmm. I think always choosing a goal that's out there like super out there will help you and push you more because that's yeah. the thing if you're always looking at a bigger house and yeah it's gonna push you harder well yeah dude and like i don't i don't think people should be realistic too no never because realistic's boring yeah and realistic isn't what you need yeah and I, I, dude i have this whole fucking thing against uh like oh just decide what you need and only get what you need like huh? i feel like wanting something yep. it's you're more likely to get it if you want it yeah You'll budget for that. You'll budget for what you want. Yeah. What you need, you put on hold. Exactly. <laughs> but you'll still get it because you need it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I'm very, I, I'm very, I guess, different in, in the sense that, or not different, I guess, mm-hmm. like, but it's strange from a lot of the people that I've met. Mm-hmm. I have massive goals, dude, massive mm-hmm. ambitions. Yep. And, I got probably reached like ten percent of all the things yeah. that are set out to do. But those ambitions are so but, high. That but 10%. then it's it's the same shit. So like I dude, I like remember when I dude, when I was eighteen, right? Yep. I was like, I want to retire when I'm thirty eight. Mm-hmm. And the only way you could do that really is if you join the military, you did twenty yeah. years and if you join at eighteen. But then like I was able to do it before thirty. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But then like a lot of my peers were like, Well, I'm gonna retire when I'm sixty five. Yeah. Well, even if they do it early, I mean, they're going to be, what, like 50? Yeah. 50, like, well, mm-hmm. I wanted to retire early, bro. Yeah. Like, early, early. Mm-hmm. As early as I fucking could, yeah. you know? And other people are like, oh, no, like, I'd rather just, you're supposed to do it till you're 65. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. And now, like, people are setting their goals, like, I'm trying to retire by the time I'm 62. Yeah. Like, dude, like, I said it was going to be 65, but I'm going to uh-huh. try to do it by 62. It's not that cool. It's three years. Yeah. You're in the 60s. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather do it ASAP. Uh-huh. And that was, like, my driver. And even though it wasn't mm. the norm. And, like, even when I was in the military, I was like, I want to retire sooner. Yeah. They're like, oh, we, like, the sooner you could do it. Like, the sooner is 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. watch me, dude. You know? I'm trying to retire by 30. Because, you know, I want to be retired by 30, but I still want to work for fun because I'll be bored without working. Well, yeah, now, now that I'm looking at it, like, so so the reason why I, I kind of say that I'm retired is because, like, yeah. my, my expenses are covered by my yeah. income. Retirement is just a phase where you have what you need and you yeah. can settle without having right, to work right. overdraft. Yeah, but now I'm starting to work again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, like, it's almost like I'm realizing that you have to work, dude. Yeah, I heard something like our goal is to be useful. Mm-hmm. Like we're supposed to be useful. That's yeah. like our only purpose. Uh-huh. And and like dudes are the only way you really really feel fulfilled is if you're actually useful. Like, yeah. and, but as a man, because you can't reproduce. Yeah, you know, like you can't fucking uh, like have a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so like you have to do hard things. Yeah, and like build stuff and mm-hmm. create things and yeah. talk and and just provide and shit like that. Mm-hmm. As as a dude, even if like you have to do that but you basically have to do it for free yeah like you you can be expected because like it's like you you can have a job or whatever yep. 
But then if you don't have a job, like your job is to be helpful or useful mm-hmm. in whatever way that yeah. is. You know, so it's, it's like once you get retired and you get to the point in, your li- uh, point in your life where you have everything you need and you know you're going to like continuously have it, doing what you want and working to see what you can do and have fun and like playing real life Monopoly with the leftovers is kind of seems like it would be fun. It is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what I'm, that, it's, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I think I definitely like, I'm super, super happy that I was that I'm a run, like I run away from my problems, yeah. you know, and and uh, I was running from my environment mm-hmm. where I where I grew up at, and my only way was to join the military. Yeah, and like it it took me away, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, and, and that really helped me. Yeah, just being removed and and chasing better, chasing better, chasing better. Yeah, and, um, just whatever fucking goal. It's like I'm unrealistic as a sound. Like yeah. I, I at least I try to achieve it, you know. Huh? Same thing in fitness, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, same thing, and now now I'm realizing the same thing in academics, but like, like I'm realizing that I'm glad that I went the route that I went versus yeah. like doing academics first because mm-hmm. you just didn't have that mindset. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know that I had ADHD. Yeah, yeah. Till when? Till like two years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. It's the type of thing where you can like tell from looking at someone. Well, I mean. Maybe three years ago. Yeah, maybe. Surprised nobody ever just like mentioned it. A lot of people mentioned. Sometimes it. like mentioned that you talk too much for some things. A lot of people like, oh, mentioned maybe it. Maybe I do have mentioned it. it, but like my parents were like, that's not a real thing. Dude. Yeah, like they were like they don't like, dude. We're from Mexico, man. We don't yeah. have mental health over there. That's not even a fucking. He just talks too much or something. Yeah, they were like, or calm the fuck down. Like, yeah. I, dude, like, I had such a hard time doing homework. Mm-hmm. Like, it was tough. Like, yeah, like I'd do anything except homework. Like, I'd, <laughs> I'd chew on a pencil or like I'd split the pencil in half or I'd try to sharpen it with something weird. Uh, yeah, it was origami with the homework. Yeah, yeah, but now, like now that I'm, because I've learned so much about ADHD yep. and I learned how my brain works mm-hmm. and I, there's certain things that I I know how to do. Yeah. Uh, also. I learned discipline. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned discipline not by the military, but in the gym. Yeah, and those disciplines are really what will carry me through anything. Yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to build these disciplines through academics. Yeah, you know, I don't know if the gym would have been as accessible to me as it was in every military base I ever went to. Yeah, you know, um, I think kind of the military just gave me access to the gym uh-huh. or it gave me an excuse to be in shape and yeah. I just kind of ran with it. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know if I would have developed that, you know, like, yeah. and now it's fine. Cause I mean, dude, like the one thing that I've realized is that I don't regret going and serving the country. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's super dope that I have that, but yeah. I would fucking hate to go to school and then try to do the physical shit that I did. Mm. Like when I was in the military. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, cause like that's hard to get yourself to get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, like, or I think, I also think that the older you get, yeah, the harder it is to get in shape, uh-huh. you know? So I like, I'm glad that I did the military thing cause it mm-hmm. kept me in shape at least yeah. for eight years. Mm-hmm. So like my first, like my developmental years, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if I would have been that way mm-hmm. if I would have just been doing academics, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So now before I touch the fucking computer, like I'm already two workouts in, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so yeah, man. I think it's, it's, it, well, I don't know now. What? It's because I, my whole life is always me comparing myself to others. 
and I don't know if you do the same thing where it's like, you're always like, huh, maybe I could do this. Or if like, yeah. if I know that they did this and I could do it better than them, or it's like using everything you see kind of yeah. like picking up stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to like help me or be my downfall when it comes to the future. Cause if I look at someone, it's like, Oh, I'm comfortable with what they have and try to aim for it. If that's going to be a thing or if yeah. it's like, Oh, I'm going to try to get more than that for them. It's weird. So I dude, I, I used to, it used to hurt me yeah. for a long time. Uh-huh. It hurt me a lot when I was younger because like, I didn't have, uh, you know, earlier in my life, I didn't have a lot of, it's like when I was 18, 19, 20, I didn't have a lot of close, close friends. Yeah. You know, like whenever I went back to to San Diego, like yeah. where I was from, I, I knew a lot more people, right? Yeah. Like, cause I went to high school there. So like a lot mm-hmm. of people knew me. Yeah. Um, but whenever i was by myself in albuquerque yeah. like i did i couldn't it was harder for me to recreate that camaraderie mm-hmm. like it was hard to, to have that shit again you know because like no nobody knew me for that yeah. long to uh-huh. that like that you have that camaraderie with a bunch of people you mm-hmm. know and however um fuck dude what was i saying Something about going back to the places that you once were and you didn't have that much uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, but why, why was we talking about this? <laughs> uh, setting yourself and comparing them to others. Oh yeah, comparing yourself to others. Yeah, yeah. So I would like, com- I would like see how other people were ha- doing, yeah. like you know, mm-hmm. at my age. Yeah. And then like, I didn't have that. I didn't like. I worked. I, so I had to go to work. Right. Yeah. I had to fucking work like fifty hours a week. Huh? Like a lot of my friends didn't have to do that. Like huh? the people that I. I would still be like, fuck, dude, I'm fucking here, you know? Meanwhile, like, now I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be comparing myself to them because, because of art, because they were able to go out and hang out for the first six years after high school and I was in the fucking military. Mm -hmm. Well, my life is completely different. Because, like, you know, like, I have six years, I had six years of experience. Mm -hmm. They didn't. You know what I mean? Like, like, so, so, like, our lives are different. And then, um, but during those six periods, like mm-hmm. it was hard because instead of I was comparing myself to the wrong people, yeah, and that's what like that's what fucked me up. Mm-hmm. I was comparing myself to like, oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I was that was doing so much shit and yeah. like in in the background, I was dude, I was hustling. Yeah, and now I compare myself to like really really successful people. I yeah. still do it, dude. Huh? Like I like. It's something that I learned as a part of ADHD. You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. So might as well take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I compare myself to people, but then, um, like, it's, it's it became a little bit toxic because yeah. I would be like, oh, this person, it always goes back to the same shit. Like, oh, well, this person had, like, a loving family or, like, this person had their yeah. mom and dad uh-huh. or, like, this person. But then what I started realizing was that, well, what if I compare myself to, like, their dad? Yeah. You know, because, like, I, I heard about this guy who, uh, he's a plastic surgeon. Uh-huh. So, like, his dad is a plastic surgeon. Yeah. And his dad put him in the best schools. Uh-huh. You know, like, and he uh, went to whatever, I don't know, some some university. Mm-hmm. And I, he was, like, I'm, I was actually, like, a really good student. And, yeah. like, because I was a really good student, I got a really good, I, I got a really high-paying job mm-hmm. right out of college. Yeah. And because of that, I was able to save a shitload of money. Uh-huh. And because of that, by 24, I was able to invest $60,000 into my franchise yeah. that I burned from, like, that I built from the ground up by myself. Uh-huh. Then I was like, man, dude, like, see, well, like, his dad put him in the best schools, yeah. you know? But then 
but then like later on in the interview the guy was like well my dad is uh you know first generation immigrant mm-hmm. you know he came and he built yeah. his life up uh-huh. you know and but he was able to give me everything mm-hmm. and i was like well fuck man like i'm an immigrant yeah you know and like and i'm like i'm and then i'm comparing myself to his dad yeah you know and be like well what what if i want my like now i'm comparing like my kid to him yeah. be like well i want my kid to be better than this motherfucker yeah. you know uh-huh. so it's like a different level of comparison yeah, where using it to your advantage and using it to my because like i'm way. gonna happen it's gonna happen anyway yeah you know what i'm saying like uh-huh. i'm gonna compare myself anyway to anybody mm-hmm. like fucking bob marley dude yeah this next to you like I'm, i compare myself to him all the time because he was also an only child and yeah. like you know troubles tribulations and i'm like oh well like dude and, and i read about what he was doing when he was like my age yeah. and stuff and i compare my situation to his situation uh-huh. sometimes dude like i'm ahead sometimes he's he was ahead yeah but then like i compare myself to like steve jobs like uh-huh. dude, i always do it mm-hmm. and it works yeah you know it works because then it's like i'm i'm like oh i want to do be-, be better than that dude yeah well like now here i am reaching for the fucking moon yeah you know what i'm saying and then like not maybe not doing it as well uh-huh. but then i still progress because yeah. i'm not comparing myself with somebody that's doing that that i could be doing worse than me potentially yeah. uh-huh. because i don't know all the details yeah you know so now i'm thinking of a kanye quote what uh, is it i don't take advice from people less successful than me that was an interesting one yeah he has so, a lot of motivational quotes it's weird so i heard i heard a quote only listen to people that have what you want yeah and then I just been sticking to that, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I that's why I I don't talk to a lot of people about finances yeah. unless they have an open mind. Uh-huh. Not because I, I feel like I'm right, mm-hmm. but because like I know there's non traditional ways of doing shit. Yeah, and I didn't know either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but it's like I don't. I don't want to talk about it because then just because they do it doesn't mean it's right. Yeah. And I don't want to argue or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, <laughs> like be taking advice from them if they're not in a place that yeah. I, like I want to. You want to find be. someone who's like 175% of you. Yeah. It's like you, but they have that extra 75% that's more and that's something you can learn from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, for example, like nobody in my family, I don't take financial advice from them mm-hmm. because. Yeah. I'm doing financially better than uh-huh. I might for my age, right? So, not that like they're, in, I don't think in anything less. It's yeah. just the reality of like I've had to experience these uh-huh. things because I've been taking advice from people that are doing better than me yeah. financially. So, stick to what you know works. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm just like, okay, well, they said it, I'm going to do it. Uh-huh. Like, it's yeah. bro science. It's the mm-hmm. same thing for the gym, right? Like, yeah. this is, and this is how I learned in the gym, just by like, dudes bigger than you telling yeah. you what to do, uh-huh. try it. Oh, yeah. shit, dude, it works. Uh-huh just gonna keep doing it yeah you know like it's that that's what i think is a blueprint for life because mm-hmm. always find someone bigger and just copy what they're doing or learn literally yeah because if it yeah. works for them it'll probably work for you it'll yeah it'll probably work for you and then if it doesn't then like the discipline itself then you know what to do next and then plus the if you're working or if you're trying to do something the same way that someone else who's a lot bigger than you is doing it mm-hmm. kind of like in the jimbo way even if you like don't hit that, you're still gonna land on the exactly. stars. Exactly. You know, yeah. Seventy five percent. Exactly. Me, at most. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's good stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's nice to think philosophically about it. Yeah, dude. Bronus. Yeah. It's the bronus. It's, it's the bro science. It. Yeah. It's just what I call embracing the bronus. <laughs> but yeah. Well, dude, I mm-hmm. feel like we've done like a couple hours. Yeah. So it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Drank a whole Propel last night. Oh, nice. You know when you wake up in the night time and you're thirsty? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I have to pour this water and then I have to drink it and then I don't want to put it anywhere. Yeah. Drank a whole Propel. One go. Nice. It's finally hitting me. You'll hydrate it? Yeah. (laughs) The electrolytes kicking in. Nice, man. All right. Well, bye, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace.